Did you know that over 60,000 new tracks are uploaded to Spotify every single day? That's a new track every 1.4 seconds, and that's just on one platform. With so much music now available, it's more important than ever to stand out from the crowd. So it's not surprising that more artists are starting to use less conventional sonic textures in their music, like field recordings. Perhaps you've always wanted to infuse the sounds of nature or your favourite city into your own tracks, but not having the right gear or knowledge might have held you back. Well, if that's the case, you're going to love the brand new guide I just created, teaching you how to start field recording with just a smartphone. And it's all yours for free at femalediymusician.com forward slash learn with Isabel. Yep, you really do just need a humble smartphone and some minimal extra gear that doesn't have to break the bank to get started with field recording. And I've laid it all out in this handy five-point checklist. So download it for free at femalediymusician.com forward slash learn with Isabel and elevate your music to the next level. You are significantly sabotaging your chances at not only developing your skills and confidence, but also pursuing your music and expressing your voice. You have so much inside you, dear listener. So many great ideas, so many wonderful songs and compositions, so many sonic landscapes that are yet to be heard and felt and shared and played on repeat. It's all inside, and if you don't confront your technophobia and lack of trust in yourself, that's exactly where it will stay. Hello and welcome to Girls Twiddling Knobs. My name's Isabel and over the last decade, my self-produced and self-released music has amassed over 25 million Spotify streams. I also have a PhD in sonic arts, but I wasn't always this confident with music tech. In fact, I still hear those self-doubt gremlins in my head from time to time. I started this podcast to help more female-identifying musicians start recording and producing their music and learn from other women making music with technology. If that's your cup of tea, then you're in the right place, my friend. Let's dive in. Well, hello, knob twiddlers. I'm delighted to welcome you to another episode of Girls Twiddling Knobs, the best podcast you'll ever listen to on music technology, taking ownership of the recording process and women producing amazing music. Now, before we get stuck into today's very juicy topic, I want to make sure that you know about the Girls Twiddling Knobs podcast community, because if you're a female musician and you love the podcast, you need to get your ass over there now. Now, inside, you'll connect with loads of other women, getting started with recording and production, and get access to exclusive one-off live events with yours truly, and have a guaranteed place at our monthly music tech book club. Oh, yes. To find out more, just go to femalediymusician.com forward slash community. That's femalediymusician.com forward slash community. Okay, so on to today's episode, which is all about technophobia and crucially, what is really going on if you're struggling with this and how to fix it. So we're going to kick off just exploring what technophobia actually is, who it affects and what it feels like. 
I'm going to be drawing from some interesting research into this topic and I've left some links for you in the show notes if you want to delve even deeper yourself. But I also advise that you have a notepad and pen handy if you know that technophobia is an issue for you, because I'm also giving you three really practical steps you can take right now to overcome this very common but frustrating issue. Okay, so are you ready? Let's dive into the big scary world of technophobia. So first, let's start with what technophobia actually is. And how does it affect musicians? So firstly, it can be someone who fears technology. This is perhaps the classic definition for when we are literally scared to use technology itself. In music tech terms, this could mean the sheer thought of opening up a door or digital audio workspace, so Logic, Pro Tools, etc. That just freaks you out. And we actually go into even a kind of panic sometimes. The second definition is someone who dislikes technology. So what if you're not actually scared of technology, but you just don't enjoy using it? Lots of us prefer a pen and a piece of paper to typing our thoughts on a screen still. And some of us dislike technology so much, we stop trying to learn about it and grow our skills. Even if this puts us at a disadvantage. Many of the female musicians I teach fall into this bracket where they just find technology boring and unappealing and it makes them even stop using it, which brings me on to number three, which is someone who avoids technology. Both of the above in turn lead to people actively avoiding technology, even in situations where it might speed up a process or help them do something they couldn't otherwise do. The person may in fact be aware of this, but still feel totally powerless to overcome their fear, dislike or avoidance of technology. This avoidance then reinforces their fear and dislike and becomes a vicious cycle. So a great example of this is something one of my students shared with me about their feelings around technology before taking my course Home Recording Academy. The student shared that because of their fears and insecurities around music technology and recording themselves, They felt like they were failing as a musician before they even started. Now, it truly breaks my heart to think of us talking to ourselves in this way as artists, and yet so many of us do. Perhaps you're even nodding along right now, dear listener, especially if you're struggling with technophobia yourself. And if you are, well, you're not alone. Across the literature, there is a clear consensus that technophobia affects women more than men, or at least women self-identify as technophobic. It could also be that some men feel a fear or dislike towards technology and even avoid it too, but feel less able to admit this due to cultural expectations to the contrary. I've heard of some male music technology students asking their female classmates to ask questions in class on their behalf, rather than exposing their lack of knowledge and understanding. This is a great example of why rigid, gendered attitudes to technology disadvantage both men and women, and everyone in between. There is a presumption that technology should always be taught in a rigid, formulaic framework, and yet, if it is to be truly inclusive, we must accept that different people may need different teaching styles and frameworks. 
There's actually some literature that points to the higher prevalence of technophobia in women being because of cognitive processing differences. The theory being that women actually process higher amounts of information and therefore can become cognitively overwhelmed, or that women have a higher risk aversion, meaning they are more anxious to try new gadgets and gizmos. But before you start screaming at your computer or your iPhone, this is widely contested. (laughs) For example, the OECD's ABC of Gender Equality in Education, which was published in 2015, shows that, and I quote, differences in performance in scientific and ICT-related fields do not stem from innate differences in aptitudes, but rather from students' attitudes and confidence in their own capabilities. Girls are less confident in their maths, science and IT abilities, often due to or fuelled by societal and parental biases and parents' expectations about the future of their 15-year-old boys and girls, independently of performance in mathematics. This ultimately leads to girls' self-censorship and lower engagement in science and ICTs. End quote. Whether the prevalence of technophobia in women is because of nature or nurture, there is an imbalance and if you're struggling with this yourself, you are clearly not alone. So what are the common narratives that contribute to this in female musicians? It's useful to consider how this affects female musicians specifically, I think. There's some common narratives that women often tell themselves and see how many you tick off yourself, dear listener. So the first one might be, music technology is so overwhelming, I have no idea where to even begin. Or it could be you tell yourself, I'd love to be able to produce my own music, but there's so much to learn, there's no point in even getting started. Or perhaps it's that just opening my door totally freaks me out, I'm just not naturally good with music technology. And this is a good one. There's a reason why most recording engineers and producers are men. Women just aren't naturally as good with technology. Now, I really could go on and on, but the point is, so many of us have told ourselves at least one of these narratives multiple times over. You may even feel ashamed to admit it, being the good feminist that you clearly are, dear listener. But please don't feel ashamed if you felt like I was reading your mind just then. These are narratives it's almost impossible not to internalise at some point to some extent. And if they felt paralysing when it comes to getting started with recording and producing your own music, please know that you can move past this. So in order to move past this, we need to get to the bottom of what's really going on. See, one thing's for sure... If you're scared or avoidant of technology, there's an underlying mistrust, not in technology, but in yourself. I know, deep. I'm challenging you now, dear listener, to take a deep breath and really be honest with yourself. Do you trust yourself to overcome challenges and figure complicated things out? Because I'm guessing if you're suffering with technophobia, there is a block there. Think about it this way. If you trusted yourself to find solutions, you wouldn't immediately go into panic mode the minute you can't get your audio signal to come through into your door. You'd feel calm and in control even if it was taking longer to get something to work in your recording setup. You'd trust that somehow, some way, you would work it out. If you don't trust yourself to be able to do that, 
even if it takes some energy and some time, of course you're going to feel totally unsafe and vulnerable going into the scary world of your Logic Pro or Ableton or mixing desks or synthesizers or drum machines or boom mics. Why would you adventure into all that stuff if you don't trust that you'll be able to navigate the ups and downs you'll inevitably encounter in your learning journey? So please, if you're multitasking, come back to me. Just really, really soak this up. If you're suffering with technophobia, it's not that you don't trust technology. It's that you don't trust yourself. And that is something that we need to change. And that is something that we can change. So what are the consequences for your music if you don't learn to move past technophobic self-talk? And what happens if you never confront this reality? Well, you are significantly sabotaging your chances at not only developing your skills and confidence, but also pursuing your music and expressing your voice. You have so much inside you, dear listener. So many great ideas, so many wonderful songs and compositions, so many sonic landscapes that are yet to be heard and felt and shared and played on repeat. It's all inside, and if you don't confront your technophobia and lack of trust in yourself, that's exactly where it will stay. There are so many women with whole albums swimming around in their heads. Albums they started recording with other people, but couldn't finish due to lack of money or other people's availability. Film scores left unwritten through a lack of means to realise them. I hear so many of my students tell me how, before learning to record their music with me, their music had just hit a gridlock due to a lack of ability to get their ideas out of their heads. Women are being left behind in music due to their lack of recording and production skills. Maybe you feel a little left behind yourself, dear listener. It really doesn't have to be like this, though. But you won't find much guidance out there on the interweb on how to reframe this. You'll find plenty of Logic Pro tutorials and reviews of expensive synths, but they aren't going to help you if you're petrified or turned off by the thought of even getting started. So I'm now going to share some really practical tips for starting to reframe this technophobic self-talk and start to trust your ability to figure out technology. Because the future of your music relies on it. So number one, think back to a time in your life when you have overcome something really difficult. And like I said at the beginning of this episode, get out a pen and paper if you want to write some stuff down. Remember what that felt like. Remember how impossible it probably felt before you figured that really difficult thing out. Now, this doesn't have to be with music. It can be anything in your life, but something that felt really complicated, really impossible, but you figured it out nonetheless. Maybe it was something to do with a relationship or gaining a qualification. Maybe it was even childbirth. Now, remember how you overcame it or figured it out. Did something click and you were able to push forward? Did you have to keep tweaking things and testing different approaches over a long time period to find a solution? Write down how that breakthrough unfolded, whether it was fast, slow, with other people, something you did on your own. Just really think back to how you overcame that problem. Next, think about how it felt once you did overcome that challenge. How did your perception of both the original issue 
And yourself change as a result. What did you learn about yourself? Now really bear witness to how much you learned and achieved in this process. Really appreciate how this affected your own trust in yourself. And I urge you to write this all down and read it whenever you start to feel overwhelmed by technology. Because if you figured this challenge out, you can trust yourself to do the same with recording and production. You just need to really internalise the sense of confidence and trust. The second thing that you can do is challenge yourself to take on one small new music tech skill or technique weekly or if that feels too much, monthly. Actually put this in your calendar. Make sure you do it. So like get into iCal and timetable it in. Make sure it's small and doable though. It could literally be as basic as opening up your door on your computer one week and the next adding in an audio track. Take it slow, but make sure you put aside regular time to keep doing this. And I'd actually advise that you set a timer of no more than 20 minutes so that you know that's all the time you'll be spending on this exercise. Each time you do so, you'll be teaching your brain that music technology is safe and learning these skills doesn't have to turn into an afternoon of failure and frustration. And finally, number three is really bear witness to how you talk to yourself about music technology. Are you scared of it? Do you send your brain messages of fear and unsafety? Are you always telling yourself it's going to be boring and tedious? Maybe you tell yourself there's no point in trying because you'll never get your head around it before you've even gotten started or after just one slip up. Become aware of this because this awareness will help you really understand what is behind your technophobia. And when it comes to the most important step you need to take to move past your technophobia, please understand this. Underneath everything we've discussed today is this sense of not trusting yourself to figure music technology issues out. So if you do nothing else, reflect on why you might have lost that self-trust along the way. We all actually have everything we need inside of us already to gain better recording and production skills. What holds most women back is their confidence and mindset. And very few learning spaces address this. It's why I'm so proud of Home Recording Academy, because we get into lots more great exercises to unpick this stuff. And it's also why I'm so proud of this podcast, because we talk about it openly. So there you have it. We touched on so many fascinating aspects of technophobia inside this episode, including fear, disinterest and avoidance that many people have towards music technology. There's no doubt that this issue significantly impacts female musicians, and this is largely, if not entirely, due to how we are socialised and how conventional music technology education spaces teach it too. The result is that so many women have music waiting to be shared with just no way of getting it recorded and released. Music that shares unheard stories, music that gives voice to different people in society, music that needs to be shared. On a wider level, we all suffer if these stories aren't shared. We miss out on a richer, more diverse industry On a personal level, women are left behind, holding their ideas and their stories deep inside, but never being able to truly rest. 
If you're listening to this and screaming, Isabel, you're talking about me. You could write my biography. I implore you, join the Girls Twiddling Knobs podcast community. Not only do you get to connect with other women beginning their recording and production journey, but you also get special one-off events with me and a virtual seat at our monthly Music Tech Book Club. To find out more and join us inside, just go to femalediymusician.com forward slash community. That's femalediymusician.com forward slash community. Now, in next week's episode, I cannot wait to introduce you to a very special woman, Kat Lawless. Kat is a musician, business owner and mother of two, but managed to make time to learn to record her music. I know many people listening to this podcast might be saying, but Isabel, I have no time. That's one of the biggest reasons I've never been able to develop these skills. And I absolutely get that, believe me. But if that's where you're at, I urge you to join myself and Kat in this next episode because she'll be sharing how putting her music to the bottom of the list was eating away at her inside, exactly how she managed to carve out time to develop vital skills in recording and production, and just what it means to her as a musician having these skills now moving forward. But for now, take care and I'll catch you in the next episode. Girls Twiddling Knobs is hosted and produced by me, Isabel Anderson, with production support from Francesca O'Connor and is a female DIY musician production. So, how do you like that episode, dear listener? If you loved it, and you know someone else who would love it too, be a good friend and share it with them. Go on, spread the girls' twiddling knobs love.